Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, and welcome to US Cast episode 60 of the podcast, reviewing this week's Series 9, episode 5, The Girl Who Died, and it was written by Jamie Matheson and Stephen Moffat and directed by Ed Bazalget, I guess is how you guys say that guy's name. All I know is that he used to be the guitarist for the Vapors, uh, if you remember the song Turning Japanese. That's the guy who played guitar on that. Uh, Now he's a director, and he did a really good job, actually. My name is Matt Murdick. If you have any thoughts about uh, this episode or any past episodes of Doctor Who, or about my thoughts about any of the stuff, feel free to send it to me, uswhocast at gmail.com. And if you could take the time to find the podcast on iTunes, again, uswhocast, and leave me a written review on iTunes, I would very much appreciate it, because the written reviews help me improve the show. So let's talk about The Girl Who Died, another two-parter. This is three two-part eps in a row, and personally, I'm loving it. You heard me say uh, many times before that if we get two-part eps all series long, I'm perfectly cool with it. It gives them a chance to expand the story, and really, this story was one within itself, uh, but also introduced us to this uh, Ashilda, who is perhaps the hybrid. How many hybrids are we going to get this series, I wonder, but... You know, we thought back in Which is Familiar when Davros was saying, you know, a hybrid of two warrior races, that it was the regeneration energy in the Daleks that he was talking about. Turns out that once again, Davros can be wrong sometimes. We've got another hybrid race going on here. Of course, the hybrids of the great Vikings, who are a warrior race, and this Meyer race, a warrior race. Uh, since uh, Shielda has the uh, medical repair thing going on, she is now a hybrid, as the doctor points out at the end of the episode. And uh, that's fantastic, and we can't wait to see what they do with that next week. And the doctor even refers to it as kind of being a tidal wave. And this is the whole thing that Davros says that the doctor was running from, some kind of prophecy about his role in the creation of a hybrid race, I suppose. That's very interesting. Hopefully we'll get some more history on that as we go along in this series as well. Uh, Although I think what Davros said probably says it all. Nonetheless, uh, here we are. Now he's faced with uh, yet another type of hybrid warrior race. So we'll have to see what happens with that. As far as Clara goes, um, I feel like over the last couple of seasons, uh, Clara... The character has really begun to kind of crack the code, as I like to call it, of the Doctor. Because it seems to me uh, that Clara is understanding the Doctor on a level that I don't think we've ever seen any other companion truly achieve. Um, If you disagree with me, feel free to send an email to uswhocast at gmail.com and I'll be happy to uh, read your thoughts about that on the podcast. But I really like the fact that Clara has this kind of understanding of the Doctor Um, that 
we haven't really seen many other companions have because by understanding how he ticks, she's also able to come up with solutions on her own. I mean, she almost had the mire leaving the system, leaving earth uh, by herself. If it hadn't been a shield of, you know, declaring war on them, if, if Maisie Williams's character hadn't declared war on the mire, uh, I think they would have left. I think they would have listened to Clara. Um, you know, so it feels to me that this is really good. I feel like that the the showrunners are finally kind of paying Jenna Coleman off for her performances. Um, that they feel like I do that her character has earned that status due to those performances. Uh, I know that there are some people who aren't Clara fans out there, but I'm not one of them. I actually kind of like Clara. Um, we've all heard the rumors that uh, Jenna Coleman's leaving, so it's good that they're giving her a nice build-up without having to be obtrusive, if you know what I mean, because she really is uh, just kind of an interpreter in, in this particular story this week, but she does it in a way that doesn't step out in front of the Doctor, which I really liked. Uh, and speaking of the Doctor, he's going through a whole bunch of stuff himself, and I, I like this fact that we're getting... A doctor who seems, for the most part, more truthful with his companion about things. The whole ripples versus tidal waves thing. Why he's choosing certain actions over others at times. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And it really gives you a, a, a lot of uh, idea as to what the weight of being a Time Lord actually is. Basically... The Doctor is a god, which, you know, we've kind of had referred to him in that way before. But I love how in this episode where you have two false Odins, like the Meyer and himself, uh, you know, like them impersonating a god. It's kind of a great thematic stroke as to what the, a Time Lord actually is. And uh, the realization, again, that he had just created his own tidal wave at the end was absolutely brilliant. And I, I felt like Capaldi was fantastic in this whole episode. The one line that really got to me was uh, when he told Clara that a, a shielded might find someone that they can't bear to lose. That happens, I'm told. I mean, that line just killed me. I just It just wowed me a lot. And I, I love how we got an explanation as to why he chose his face. And, and Moffat tied it back into... Peter Capaldi's appearance in the fires of Pompeii. That was a fantastic way to do that. And uh, I'm glad that they chose this episode to do that because it does seem to be a big moment for the doctor because he's created something that he's been running from creating ever since he left Gallifrey. And, uh, and we get this explanation as to why he chose this face. I, I love that, um, that uh, Moffat paid that off this week that was fantastic um, now speaking of Ashilda I mean I love Maisie Williams uh, from her first role er ever as Arya Stark in uh, Game of Thrones no doubt that's probably where you know her from too there's always this kind of danger that an actor once they get established in such an iconic role like Arya Stark in Game of Thrones that they'll never quite step out from the shadow of that um, and that's really unfortunate for Maisie, I think. Um, I know there's more Maisie to come, so maybe we'll get Maisie to come out of her own shadow 
uh, with this next episode. I'm hoping so. Um, but here, it, it, poor Maisie, it, it's, it was an as-expected performance. It was really good, but nothing that just, like, totally knocked me out either. You know, that's just unfortunate because, again, she's just done so well with everything that she's done. It's just kind of, she can't really win. She just kind of gets the as-expected quote, uh, unfortunately, as far as I go. And we'll see. Next week, maybe she'll be, maybe she'll really step out from her own shadow. And we'll have to see what this, what happens to this Ashila character. As we saw kind of with the, I guess it was supposed to be some kind of like a time elapse thing. Um, her mood seemed to change from being happy to being a little disturbed by the end of that last shot. So uh, we'll see what comes out of uh, out of the Ashilda character next week and how she's dealing with this immortality thing and how the Doctor will have to deal with it as well. Overall, um, I really like the humor in this episode also. I mean, there were some silly stuff sometimes, but I felt like it did cut sh- shy of getting to any one point or place where the humor seemed tedious or didn't fit. Uh, you know, like uh, the whole training thing, uh, then they cut straight to uh, the result of the training rather than uh, they just got it to the edge of where it was just starting to get tedious and then they cut away. So they did the right thing there, either with the editing or with the writing or whatever. It was it was, it was a good way to do the humor. And then when things got serious, they got serious, um, you know, and exciting. So that all worked out very well. Um, the solution with the eels and everything, that was interesting. Um, I'm glad that the doctor thought of that. The doctor speaks baby, of course. Um, there were some nice moments in that for Peter Capaldi as well. And uh, but overall, I pretty much liked the show. I guess one thing that really stuck out to me was how kind of watered down and basically inaccurate the whole portrayal of the Vikings culture was. That was really the only thing that really brought it down for me in terms of elements. Um, The other thing that is really weird for me, though, is I, I find myself, when I'm analyzing this episode, that it's really fantastic. But when I'm just thinking of it as a viewer... I'm not sure that I really ever got truly engaged with it like I did, say, like the first two eps of this series. Um, so that's kind of interesting for me that uh, when I step back and I look at it, it seems better than when I was actually watching it. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but it's still a good episode. So I'm going to go 8.5 this week. Uh, and hopefully that will even improve if we see how this Ashilda story pays off next week. Finally, I got an email from Mark here who says, in regards to before the flood, my first impression was that the whole crossing time streams was wasted. I thought one of the doctors would sacrifice himself, the quote, un- older one probably, so that he could pass a message on to Clara. So disappointed that it was just a hologram. I could imagine the doctor shivering at the end saying, I know I didn't die. Not me, me, but Clara. I can still feel it. Okay, Mark, thanks for your thoughts. And that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. This is Matt. See ya. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.